Welcome into Blackhawks Insider, your inside look at your favorite NHL team. And on this week's episode, short and to the point, we have two topics. We're going to talk about Jonathan Taves being left off the list of top 20 centers in the NHL and whether that was a snub. Chris Cook and Adam Burrish will weigh in on that one. And then we have a great interview with new defenseman Ole Mata coming up, getting to know the newest 24-year-old blue liner for the Chicago Blackhawks. That and more coming up on Blackhawks Insider. Late in the third period. Evgeny Malkin out of the corner. 20 seconds to go. Malkin across. Mata. Drive. He scores! Patrick Hornquist was there. The shot from Ole Mata. 14.8 to go. Mata's got it. Welcome into Blackhawks Insider. Carter Baum alongside Chris Cook and Adam Burrish. We have a great conversation, the three of us, with Oli Mata coming your way in just a little bit. But before we get there, we have some very important business to discuss, gentlemen. Oh, uh, yeah? There's, the internet is ablaze or has been ablaze over the last few weeks with NHL Network putting out a list of their top 20 centers over the weekend. And uh, one, Jonathan Taves, was noticeably omitted from that list. A lot of great centers around the league. But I just wanted to get the thoughts from both of you of... Is this a snub or is it well-deserved? There's a long list. We can go through the list in just a minute. But uh, right off the top, a career year for Jonathan Taves, the captain, such an important part of this team. 35 goals, 46 assists, 81 points, played in all 82 games for the first time in his year. Is Jonathan Taves a top 20 center in this league? He is a top 20 center. I don't know if it's so much a snub as maybe an oversight or just um, not uh, so asleep at thinking. the wheel. Yeah, I mean, look at the list of players, certainly some top players and you know deserving players, but um, not to sound too much like a homer here, Jonathan Taves, the, the type of player that he is at playing a 200-foot game and after the season he had last season and really seem, you know keeps himself in great shape, I don't see how he's not in the top 20. And, um, you know, no, no offense to those NHL Network types. I know them very well and uh, I just don't get the, the thinking there. Maybe it's to uh, generate some clicks or maybe it's just an oversight. But to me, Jonathan Taves is uh, easily one of the top 20 players. I'd put him uh, somewhere in the, the 15 to 20 range and with a bullet because he could come up. He could be a top 10 player again if you looked at the way he played last season. I, I like the NHL Network guys too. I've done, I've done work with them, but I think they, they're, they're, uh, I think they screwed this one up and I think they didn't do their homework properly. I think they, it looks to me like they just grabbed a scoring list and kind of right. from the year and said, all right, let's just see how many centers are in here and just the top 20 centers, and then we're going to throw in, uh, let's throw in Kuznetsov because he does the fun celebrations right. where he skates around like a bird, and he's got cool hands because uh, he's below Jonathan Taves if you're just going on stats. He had 72 points last season, and Jonathan Taves had 81 points. So I don't know how you throw Kuznetsov in there over him if you're going on points, if you're going on Stanley Cups. There's certainly guys that, don't fit above Jonathan Taves. Um, I, I don't get it. I think it's more of a. I think they they probably screwed that up. And uh, even on the NHL's uh, Instagram page, they put that emoji. You know where the guy's got his finger on his chin, mm -hmm. thinking like. And I think that was kind of well. You're missing a guy here. Uh, he's won three Stanley Cups and he's a captain of the team. And he, oh, and by the way, he's coming off a career season also. Well, when you look at stats. Jonathan Taves is a top 20 centerman in almost every single major category. Points, he's 14th. Goals, he's tied for 10th. Assists, he's tied for 21st. That's the one where he is not legitimately a top 20 in points. 
Uh, but you mentioned the leadership and, and the Stanley Cups. And you don't get paid to, for a lot of assists, I'll tell you that either. No. Um, tied for 15th in power play goals, tied for 16th in power play points, uh, 11th in faceoff percentage at 56.3%, uh, right at his career average, uh, an incredible number for a centerman over a long career, uh, fifth most faceoffs per game, fifth, fourth most faceoffs overall and over the course of a season. I mean, there's not a single stat line where you can look and say, well, yeah, maybe Jonathan is not inside that top 20 because no matter what you look at it, faceoffs, points, impact on the team, leadership, everything. I don't think there's a center out there or 20 centers out there that are more important to their team than Jonathan Taves. Maybe they're looking at the stat that the Blackhawks haven't been to playoffs in two seasons, but that, if anybody watched what Jonathan Taves did last year, he pretty much almost willed that team to make the playoffs uh, along with a couple other guys. It's a, it's an oversight, and maybe, you know, knowing Jonathan, he doesn't really need a lot of extra motivation, but maybe he'll use this as some motivation to have a better season. But anybody who's watched him play, uh, even when he's not scoring a lot of points the last couple seasons, what he brings to this team and what he brings to the league, really, as one of the faces of the league, uh, you know, playing a 200-foot game, and as you mentioned, the face-offs and uh, the leadership, you know, uh, leading the team to three Stanley Cups and leading a team when, even when the down period and, and being a guy that they can turn to, uh, it's really baffling they didn't make the list. And, um, again, maybe he'll use this motivation and he'll have even a bigger year, and next year he'll be somewhere – a little bit higher than number 20. Do we know who you know, who are the NHL Network guys that did this? we got to get them on here or give them a call. Or uh, I, Was it Johnson? we got to give them a chance to, to, to speak that, their yeah. piece. I think know? Johnson was on it uh, from, you know, if you look online. But I'd, I'd like to get their thoughts if they just screwed this up. Man, you know, we're professional reporters in here, so we do our homework. <laughs> and, you know, Carter, you had the stats laid out there. I think if you look at those stats and you're on the NHL Network, how do you how do you say? I mean, I'm going through this list now. Um uh, but even the eye test, Burr, right now, you look at the stats, that's one thing. But if you followed hockey the last few seasons in the last year, how can you look at that guy and say, yeah, he's not one of the best centers in the league? But, right. I mean, tell me your, your casual hockey fan, you know, which is, you know, would, would vote on this list or people would, Braden Point, uh, I, I bet you would ask a lot of people, they would have, they've never heard his name before. I think he's a great player. But uh, Jack Eichel, do you want to go on based on, you know, you're on the worst team in the league. Like, how are you? Yeah, he's great. He scores a lot of points. But, you know, Jonathan Taves had a career year too. Kuznetsov, I'm over, I'm over that one. Uh, Logan Couture, I think he's an absolute stud. Uh, but if I'm starting a team today, I'm picking Jonathan Taves over Logan Couture. Sean Monahan, yeah, I think he's a young stud too. If 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 you're trading uh, Sean Monahan, oh, first Elias Peterson, are you yeah. kidding me? The guy's like 16 years old and he scored he scored 60 points this season. Jonathan Taves had almost 20 more points than him, and you're going to put him. If, if I'm starting a team today and I'm trading Jonathan Taves for. Uh, Elias Peterson and I'm Stan Bowman. I'm getting some picks. I'm getting something else. That's not a one for one trade. Um, so look at it that way. If you're going to do a one for one trade, is it straight up or are the Blackhawks getting something if they were to give up Jonathan? If that was how you were going to look, so way off on that one, NHL Network guys. And I like you. And again, just the eye test and, and ask his teammates, ask opponents. Yeah. You know, probably should ask Dolly that because, yeah. you know, these guys are the guys who have to play against him. And I did the same thing you did kind of. But when I look at that list, it's like, Okay, you know, I see who's on the list, but would I rather have Jonathan Taves in a game right. over this guy? And if they're talking about potential, sure, Jack Eichel, three or four years down the line, might be a better center than Jonathan Taves, but he's not right now. And I, I'm sorry, he's just not. So, and Kuznetsov, I was in Washington last year. Uh, they have Nicholas Backstrom rated below Kuznetsov. Yeah. Which is, so, right there, I, th I kind of thought, well, geez, well, that just didn't jive. Something's not jiving there. But if you ask anybody who plays against Jonathan Taves or plays with Jonathan Taves, 
there's no way they don't say he's one of the top 10 arguably centers in the league. And I think that he probably would be very surprised. We'll have to get Jonathan in there and ask him if how surprised he is he's not on that list. Tyler Sagan as number 11 on that list. Who'd you rather have in that game? If you ever need to win game, game tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Do you want Tyler Sagan or do you want uh, Jonathan Taves? And by the way, Jonathan Taves outscored Tyler Sagan last year also. So I, I don't get it, but I will say, I, and I don't know what it was, but there was last year there was some panel like this too or some poll that came out where Taves was missing from the list mm-hmm. also and uh, I think we saw yes the the team didn't do well but he comes out and he's a little pissed off mm-hmm. and he ends up with a career year this year so I will tell you that I haven't asked him about this I don't know um, if that's certain or not that he knows about this or he's pissed off but that pisses him off that would piss off any competitive guy that's done what he's done you've been a captain on an Olympic team you won three Stanley Cups and all of a sudden you're not in the top 20 not even the top five, you're not in the top 20 anymore, uh, that's going to piss him off, and that's going to motivate him. And he may not tell you or I that, but uh, we've been around this guy a long time, and, and I can tell you from a professional athlete standpoint, I, we all tell you we don't read this stuff. We see everything that comes across the, the, the media and, and where we hear it or our friends tell us, and uh, you use that kind of stuff, and, and Jonathan Taves is going to use this. I think a lot of the Blackhawks are going to be using a lot of predictions so-called, from the so-called experts coming up in the next few weeks of where the Blackhawks are going to, where they're going to stand. We don't, we don't quite know at this point. We saw how they finished last year. We saw the move that Stan Bowman made. But they believe this team is better, and I'm not sure the pundits across North America are going to believe this. So I think there's going to be a lot of motivation there. I don't know if Jeremy Carlton is going to blow this up, put it up on the dressing room wall and say, look, guys, look what they're, look what they're saying against us. If they get as angry as Jonathan Taves does, as you said he might, then I think that's a good thing for the Blackhawks. Yeah. Look out other 30 NHL teams for not only Jonathan Taves, but as you mentioned, Chris, perhaps the Blackhawks as a whole with – a very busy off season and maybe not necessarily a whole lot of respect coming their way in the preseason. And, you know, who cares what happens in the preseason, honestly, or what these polls say, it's, it's a matter of what happens in mid April and, and where everyone stands, but it's gotta be a little rough to sit there with the offensive talent that this team has had in place for so long, the pieces they've added up front uh, for some depth roles and the way they've kind of revamped this defensive core, including Olimata, who we'll hear from in just a minute, but and then not even looking in goal with a guy like Robin Leonard. I mean, you're, you've improved at all three positions uh, or position groups, I should say. And everyone's kind of, eh, they're okay. They, they've had a decent off season. I mean, that, that has to say something. I, I think it's fair to say that we don't know what's going to happen though. I mean, it, again, Stan Bowman says, I go after a guy looks great. Everybody says, oh, great move. The analytics say that's great. And then suddenly the guy doesn't perform. So we don't know if every one of these guys that comes in is going to be, is going to be good. We don't know if guys are going to take a step back. We don't know if guys are going to take a step forward. So, but I just think that showing the love or not showing the love in this case of Jonathan Taves is just it's incomprehensible to me. Um, just look at what happens. Look at the type of player is. Um, look at what he can bring to this team when he's when he's playing well. And he did that all last season. That's kind of what gets in my craw when I guess like, how yeah. can you look at this guy and say that's not a top twenty player? Yeah, I don't know who it was, but Johnson, Kevin Weeks, Stu Grimson, you guys. Call in here, and you guys let us know what you the hell you were Grimson? thinking. Is that what you're yeah, saying? I don't. Stu, I like you, man. The Grim Reaper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry for saying that, Stu. I apologize. I was, I was kidding. Interview. I was just yeah. kidding. Um, but no, this is this this is going to motivate. This is really going to motivate Jonathan Taves. And I, I, you know, what I feel sorry for some of these centermen that are going to have to take faceoffs against Jonathan yeah. Taves because he gonna, he's going to whack him and he's going to hit him. But um, you're right, though, and I, and I get that when everybody's saying. Well, they didn't do a whole. They didn't make the big splash. Yeah, their moves were good. That they were okay. I think that's perfect. I think that's fine. They didn't go out and pay uh, Panarin twenty million dollars a year and overpay, and that would have been sexy. Everybody would have said, "All right, now 
now the Blackhawks make a big splash or, you know, go and get Carlson as a defenseman for the Sharks, who I think uh, I'm, I'm passing on him all day. So there wasn't the big sexy moves, but there was a lot of small pieces. And you talk about the defense getting better, and we're going we're gonna to get into that Ole Mata interview. But the one thing that I caught that he said kind of quietly was when we asked him about, you know, what guys do you know or who's reached out or who's called the one name that, that he did throw out was Brent Seabrook. And I think that's important for people to hear. And I think that's important for people to understand because people have been hard on Brent in the last year and what he does for this team and for the young guys and as a leader. And I can tell you, going into a new team, I did it when I left here and I went to Dallas. I didn't know any guys. And Ole told us he knows no guys in Chicago, never played with any, none of his buddies. And it's hard, but when you have guys, and I, it's just two or three guys usually that, that will reach out, maybe one, but it helps, and it makes you comfortable right away. And and Brent Seabrook, uh, according to Ole, was the guy that did that right away. Uh, we could go at the convention. He was the one that was helping him, and here's where you should live. Here's what you should do here. Do you need my car to use for the week to get around? And and I, I want to make that clear to people that, that there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, and, and the Brent Seabrook on this team, he is still a big, big-time leader, and I thought it was pretty neat to hear Ole Mata talk about that. Speaking of Ole Mata, let's hear from him right now. We're joined now by... New Blackhawks defenseman Oli Mata traded to the Blackhawks on June 16th. And Oli, you've been in town for, you mentioned, about a week and a half now. You went to Pittsburgh, picked up a lot of your stuff, trying to find a place, trying to get settled, uh, skating a little bit on the ice, meeting some of your new teammates. How's this early transition been going for you? Oh, it's been good. I mean, it's only a week and a half in, but um, just trying to get the lay of the land a little bit. Uh, like you said, just get settled in and find a place to live. All the all that stuff. It's uh, it's been good. Met a couple of the guys. Seem everybody seems like such a great great guy. It's it's uh, it seems like a easy team uh, to uh, come into as a new guy. Oli, I I just retired playing a couple of years ago. I played against you. Hated playing against you. Uh, I feel like you've been around the league like fifteen years. You're uh, you're born in nineteen ninety four. You're a kid, but you've been in this league a long time. Two Stanley Cups. Uh, Olympic medals, you had a battle with cancer, a lot going on in your life for a young kid. Um, coming in now to a new team, your first trade, where is your mind at right now? Like, What's going through your head right now? Well, obviously, um, I think when I get traded, it's not a, it's not a good feeling. I, yeah. But uh, I think I, I just want to get better every, every year. I, I think this year is going to going to be really really big for me i want to uh i've been working hard this summer i really really want to take a new step on my uh on my game and uh when, when i get here I, I think the team is uh so proud and so uh used to winning they all they want to do is win so you uh, i definitely want to be part of that a lot's been said maybe about last season and you've said yourself you weren't happy with with how you played um mm. when your career lows you're a, a healthy scratch in, in the playoffs for pittsburgh what are you doing this off season to really turn that around and, and show that that was just a one-year thing and you're still on the rise and you're still learning. And Besides saying the coach is stupid for scratching him. Right, you know, <laughs> important. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I don't think that was the thing, though. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> didn't think so. Um, but, yeah, definitely um, wasn't the best year of my life. Uh, it wasn't, and uh, this summer's been a really big step. I think I think we've had a, the longest summer in the whole whole career and uh I, th I think it's went, went well i'm just trying to get really faster and stronger that's that's the thing i think the game nowadays is all about skating so that's uh 
if you obviously you gotta know how to play it's not all about skating but like if you if you can skate it really helps you it gets you out of trouble uh and uh helps you a lot out there so i think that's been the uh focus point stan bowman talked about when he's bringing in players in the off season he wants them to do the little things they've got guys who can score we just saw patrick kane walk through the hallway he can score goals jonathan taves when you're a defenseman who's been around a while, how do you kind of commit yourself to doing things like blocking shots and um, you know using your, your stick as opposed to trying to score all the time? How is it? What's the mindset knowing that if I do those little things, it's going to lead to bigger things? Well, I think that's just that's just my game a little bit. Um, I don't think I really have to have to change it too much. Uh, I, I just really when you don't see me see me too much on the ice, I think I think you know I've had a had a good camera. It's pretty simple. It's pretty. Uh, um, there's nothing flashy about it, about it really, and that's uh, that, that's what I want to bring. I, I just want to defend well. I, I think the first first mindset is not keep the uh, keep the puck away from our own net, and then obviously I definitely want to be a part of the part of the offense too. I think last year, like like we talked about, it wasn't wasn't good enough in that that regard, and uh, I think that's something I got to uh, step uh, step forward this year. So you're playing with Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane now. You come from a team with Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, all four future Hall of Famers. How nice is that to have just elite talent playing? Not a lot of guys have that chance to play with two future Hall of Famers. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I consider myself pretty lucky uh, considering that. Um, definitely when I uh, grew up playing with uh, Sid and Gino, just w- watching them every day, what they do on and off the ice, I think is a bit big help. Uh, just... Not not necessarily even just picking their brain, but just like kind of kind of looking and picking some stuff up they do every day, and just seeing how they how they prepare themselves, how they take care of their bodies. I, I think you'd see the same at the Kaner and Taser. At least what I've what I've been here, how how well they do that. And every time it seems like they step on the ice, it doesn't matter if it's practice or a game. It's just it, it seems like they put it all out there. If you got to pick one center, though. Is it Taves or is it Crosby? Who are you taking? Can I skip that one? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, but, but, but really, though, so you've got you've played against this Blackhawks team um, for many years now. In the last two years, they've struggled a little bit. Uh, from a guy that's coming in a, from a Pittsburgh team that always has those same standards, the Black. What have you seen with this Blackhawks team? What are they missing? You played against them last year. What was what was the chatter in the Pittsburgh Penguins locker rooms when you play against the Blackhawks now? Well, I think every time we played against him, they seem they seem really good. Like they can hold on a puck. They want to play with the puck. They're always uh, they're always really dangerous. Uh, and and you can you can see it. You can see it and you can feel it that they they want to win. They battle every game. It doesn't. It just seems like they don't take nights off, which is a huge huge thing. And uh, that's uh, that just shows how much. Uh, how how much uh, um, experience there is in this locker room? How much uh, will to win there is? Uh, and uh, definitely those those core guys who have been around for a, for a longer longer time. I think they they bring that. You and Calvin DeHaan, obviously big defensive additions this off season. What are you two looking to bring to this defensive core that understandably struggled last year and is looking to improve? But what do you think that that you can bring to this group to improve upon that going into next year? Well, like that, like I talked about, I, I think it's nothing really flashy. I, the first thing, the first thing is for me at least keep the puck out of our own net. Uh, and uh, feels like I'm repeating myself here a little bit, but 
like I said, I definitely want to be part of offense as well, but uh, just the mindset is to def defend well. Uh, and uh, I think that's the start to like holding on to pucks and from the breakouts too. You want to you want to play with the puck. If you have the puck, it's I know it's cliche, but the other guy can't score. But that's the that's the way you want to do it. And I think this team's really good at that. I think last year you started most of your faceoffs were in the defensive zone. I think for the first time in your career, what was that? transition or, or what was that struggle for you what, being someone who had started a lot of your face-offs in the offensive zone mm -hmm. throughout your career well I mean I, I think just the how, how, how the team was built a little bit too um, I, I definitely trust a little more defensively and that's uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good part I thought uh, and uh, it's a you got a little trust on that on that side too I think that was a I don't think I put too much thought in that one I know you were dinged up a bit last year throughout your career. Where's your health right now, and how have you altered kind of your off-season workout regimen to uh, get stronger and so you can remain healthy throughout the season? Well, I think it's uh, like I said, it's been a longer summer, so I think you have a little more, a little more time. You don't have to try to force everything in in one uh, one month or so. You get a little more time to rehab your body at the same time when you're getting stronger and stronger and faster and trying to trying to work on your work on your game so i think in that part it, it's been a it's been a good one and uh definitely just trying to work on my mobility a little bit a little bit more and uh just those little muscles too when you when you have a day off that's a good time to work on work on just rehabbing your body i will say uh one of your old coaches tony granado called me and said you were one of his favorite players he ever coached and he, he he did mention that that you have your little routines and stuff you go through every single day you're very detailed um so i wanted to pass that along to you you got a big fan in him but what are guys do you know any guys here in chicago do you have any of these guys you've ever played with or buddies or you've been here a week and a half now who are you hanging with or did guys call and text when you got traded uh any background with any of these guys uh not really played against them played against some junior couple couple of guys so that's um that's somehow I know him, but like, yeah. it's, I feel like hockey is easy to walk in the locker room. It seems like everybody's, everybody's really good. So it's not, it's not like a huge step to uh, get get settled in here. Yeah. And uh, obviously, Taser and Kaner, least away. I, I think uh, Seeps been really good too when you, when it got in a convention. It just seems like everybody is just excited to be here. Yeah. If you got a routine, uh, walk us through your routine before you before you get on the ice. <laughs> I heard it's long. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I want to walk you, walk you through it right now, but yeah, it, it, it's some little warm up. That that's about it. <laughs> the only modest special warm up. Yeah, there you go. Is it easier? I know you haven't been traded throughout your career, but is it easier? You think coming in during the off season, so you can come in, get settled, get a place to stay, meet some guys informally, as opposed to we're at the trade deadline, we got to kind of jump right in and learn a new system. Yeah, I, I think so. Obviously, it's the first time I've been traded, so I don't know what it's like to. Uh, come in and trade deadline but there's so many things that go little things that go into it that you wouldn't even think just um with your passport your visa especially european players and then moving in uh from a different city try to get settled in so i think it's a, it's a lucky thing that it happened uh happened in off season i got a little time to do that i couldn't imagine when you have only one day notice and then you gotta go and start playing so it's uh it could be a little different hassle you're working out uh, a little bit with some of your new teammates. What are your, your first impressions of skating on the ice with, with Patrick Kane and some of the other guys that are in town uh, in town this week? Oh, lots of skill. I mean, you you have Kane out there. It's uh, it's fun to watch, and I, I think the skating skating here we got a we got a good good group of guys that everybody wants to get better. They got 
they got all the same goal, which is which is really important when you hop on the ice. Um, we're just trying to trying to push each other out there. I know when visiting teams come to Chicago, they love to come to Chicago. It's a great city, and I know you got around a little bit as a visiting player. But what are you most looking forward to seeing in Chicago now? You have a little time to explore it. I, I don't even know. There's so many things to do. I I yeah, feel I can like show you a couple. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get your number later. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'd love to see that. I mean, I've been here for a week and a half, and I feel like I haven't scratched the surface yet. It's, uh, it's such a big city. I'm uh, I'm actually pretty excited just to get the get to know the little little details of the city and see see all the insides. Is the United Center still? A building when you walk into you feel that energy right from the start um i know towards the end of my career all the guys were saying you know this is still the premier building in the nhl uh from a from a guy that's young that's been around a long time though what's the feeling when you walk into the united center with these fans i think so i think the anthem something something special yeah. you don't get anywhere else um and it is we played here once once a year only um wish we could play a little more because always the feeling was unbelievable when you when you played here uh but it's a special place for sure um when you play there's a there's a definitely more boost in your game when you uh when you hop in there it didn't matter if you were playing the away team yeah you're gonna get that feeling 41 times a year now and it, it never gets old <laughs> can't wait well Oli will let you get dressed and get back out on the ice i know you have some training planned for later later today but thank you for giving us just a few minutes of your time and look forward to seeing you on the ice in just a few months you're ripped too man <laughs> Thanks, Listeners guys. can't hear that at home. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> this is his first point of the year, Bob, and it's a huge goal for Vancouver on the road. Yeah, and Bieksa does a real good job of getting the head up and getting that puck around glass. Chance for the Penguins. Good as a drive, save. Score! Matter has his first NHL goal! Incredible stuff. Sidney Crosby with the bump on the wall. Separates man from puck. Gets speed. Does it all himself. Head up. Finds that trailer. And only Matter, the center drive, is able to on that big fat rebound there it is off the right pad it sits there and only mounted the defenseman with the center drive trailing knowing the situation situational play for only mata